Hello everybody, today I would like to talk about something that I believe everybody who is in search of something different has encountered. This is an alternative way how we can uh, enhance ourselves, uh, how we can uh, get over traumas and how we can actually be better. And it is ayahuasca. <laughs> Welcome to the show about new ideas on how we live, work and connect. This is Borivik, your host, and in the following episode, together with my guests and listeners, we are again in search of something different. When I was 21 years old, I saw this documentary. Me and my documentaries, like all of my stories, I feel that they started in the way that I saw a documentary. But it's true. Um, so I saw this, not, not really a documentary, actually, it was a report uh, or just like an interesting movie with this guy, uh, Andrew Fadmar. He is a Hungarian-Canadian therapist, psychiatrist, and he has a really unique way of uh, seeing the word he's quite famous from where i'm from i'm not sure about international level levels but yeah he's another hungarian canadian who talks a lot about ayahuasca just as gabor mate so there was this movie with him uh, the title is is there life before death and there he has about like half an hour when he's talking about what happens uh, in Peru and what happens in the Peruvian jungle uh, with those communities who are taking ayahuasca regularly compared to those who are not taking. So this is the moment when I'm hearing about ayahuasca the first time. And immediately I was like, this is something I'm really curious about. This is something I really would like to try and see <laughs> where it leads me. Because what he said is that usually what happens is when you drink uh, the medicine, there's some sort of, I think he, I don't know which animal he, he said, there's an animal that comes into your body, checks your body, and then have a conversation with you about every aspect of your life, about your body, about your, your relationships, about your relationship with things like money or your relationship with your, even your business, if you have any. And um, you have a conversation with this weird therapist <laughs> that nobody else sees and it's inside your body. So it really, was astonished with this whole idea of, of uh, taking a medicine that is actually absolutely natural. It's made from uh, two plants, actually. They put together two plants. Uh, they cook this, these plants for a few hours. And the funny thing is, is that if you would eat these two plants separately or drink or, you know, cook teas out of these plants separately, then nothing would happen. But if you mix these two things, then you are going to go to a different dimension. So I really was caught up on the whole idea. And I also would like to say that this was not yesterday. So we are talking about about 15, 16 years ago. And Nowadays, there's a lot of discussions and there's a lot of publicity around ayahuasca and there's a lot of centers where you can go. It is illegal. Um, so I have to say that this is something that I am not recommending. I am just telling my own opinions and telling what I've heard. Everybody should make their own decisions. This was the disclaimer part. Because most of the places, this tea, this medicine is illegal. But I really wanted to try it. And it took me a long time. So first I went to Peru. <laughs> it was even in my bucket list back then. I talked a lot about my bucket list. We, previously I'm going to talk more, but yeah, I wrote down a bucket list and it was on it. I want to go to Peru and want to find these tribes and want to try ayahuasca. And uh, a few, four years later of this movie that I watched, I was actually in Peru and it was not advertised that much. And you couldn't like just google it now you can google it and you can find retreat centers around this i don't know how they do it but you can do it and i wanted to you know uh, go and find these places i even went to the north of peru not to iquitos i think it was yeah not to iquitos 
which is uh, like kind of the main hub for Amazonas uh, up there. But uh, in a different, I went a different route uh, by myself. I ended up in like these tiny villages, walked into like bars. <laughs> and I was like, have you heard about ayahuasca? And they were like, what the? F so <laughs> I was really determined. I'm really happy that that was not the way how I should, uh, how I should try. I think they say that when you're ready, then then the plant is going to uh, actually give you signs that you should uh, you should approach. Clearly, this road for me was not the not the one to take. So, <laughs> um, a few years passed, and I didn't have any any possibilities, or I don't know, I I don't know what happened, but it was just like a little bit fading away in the back of my mind, and then. I get this weird diagnosis. So I talked about this in a previous episode called Should You Break Up With Your Therapist? I was mistreated and misdiagnosed with bipolar. And what you need to know about this disease, uh, this illness, is that that's pretty much the only illness that is not recommended uh, to, to go to ayahuasca treatment with. So if you have bipolar, then you are not recommended to take ayahuasca. And even though I did meet a few shamans, <laughs> which is just really weird thing to say, but I had, I met somebody who went on their ayahuasca journey and then they're like, well, you can talk to the shaman and the shaman's like, well, we can give you a small dosage and then we see how you react which was like a really huge red flag for me because I was like, what do you mean? We're gonna see how I react if I can get like seriously in danger with this, with my current state uh, and current mental illness. So one of the reasons why I was really looking to change my therapist and to figure out if I actually have bipolar or not is because I really wanted to, it's been already 15 years and I really wanted to find this plant medicine and see if I can actually take it or not. Also because I wanted to have like proper treatment if I was uh, bipolar, turns out I'm not. I had the green light and in 20, uh, 2022, I think, so maybe last year, yeah, it was, yeah, last year, I actually had the final call. I found a place which I found really safe. Many friends of mine did their ceremonies there, and therefore I, f I felt like this is something where I would like to go, and, and the rest is history. <laughs> so I thought that in this episode I'm going to tell you what happened, and also I'm going to tell you a little bit on the beginning on how the whole process is, if you are wondering then uh, that this might be useful for you later as well. One of the first things that I think is important, as you could see in the in this really long intro, is that um, finding the right location and time is essential. So meanwhile you're listening to this and then by probably at the end of the whole episode you're going to be like I'm definitely not going to do this or I'm definitely going to try this so you're going to have a feeling whether or not you're interested or maybe you already have if you ended up on this episode so the timing is one thing as you could see for me that was a really long time and uh, the other one is the location or the shaman which usually the same thing sometimes there are shamans traveling around and then you can meet them in a in a cool location I had a friend who, who met an amazing shaman like that. But in general, what you need to know is that this is a traditional medicine uh, from the Amazonas. And this is something that needs to be handled with respect by professionals, by trained professionals. <laughs> so one of the most important things is that you trust this person who is going to lead you through the whole experience that this person knows what to do, knows how to dose, has like an insane amount of experience and not a predator. Yeah, not, you know, not going to abuse the situation because unfortunately that also happens. So friend's recommendation could be something that I would, I would suggest if you, have, if you don't have friends, there's a few places that are out there that has like good recommendations or just try to do your research that what I that's what I can say 
When you're doing the research, another thing that's really important is that I would recommend to do it, uh, do your ceremony around uh, its birthplace so that the plant is not traveling anywhere, meaning Brazil or Peru, Colombia, uh, somewhere around there. But if if it's not the Amazon, then then at least in the nature and hopefully like <laughs> big jungle that's i for me that was something extremely important i cannot even tell you how important it was that i was out in nature i feel that nature because it's a plant medicine it somehow it really feels that the whole ceremony is melting you one with nature and here comes the weird sentence this, that i'm going to say buckle up my friends more things sentences like this are coming up uh, okay so next to nature music is also really important uh, the shaman where i've been he had a be beautiful voice they were actually uh, two uh, so they were, they were a couple which also made me feel really safe that there, there's a, a woman shaman and a man shaman. So I did two ceremonies with them eventually. The first ceremony was, uh, was only the guy, but there was other musicians as well. So they make all sorts of music, the, the original traditional way is that they have these particular instruments that they play, nothing else, mainly rhythm. But now they allow singing and they also allow guitar and there are these beautiful medicine songs that are really helpful, really, really helpful on your journey. So music is extremely important. And then here comes to how the nature comes in. Sometimes they, they would do one or two songs and then they would stop. And when they stop, there's silence. And when there's silence, then the nature can creep in not that creeping it's not the necessary there it's like it, there's a concert like the sound of nature in the middle of the night night is <laughs> i cannot even explain how beautiful it is and how part of the whole ceremony so i my friend had the op the opportunity to do it right next to the ocean in the jungle i'm like that's like it cannot be cannot get any better like like even the ocean sounds so yeah nature is super important only when you cannot speak any languages which i uh, doubt when you're listening to this particular <laughs> episode but if you don't speak english for example or if any of your relatives uh don't speak english but they would like to do it then i can I can maybe recommend that you do it in your home country. There are these traveling shamans. Again, this is illegal. So this is just something that uh, would be your decision. I'm just giving information here. The second thing next to location is preparation. So you will have to do a 21 day uh, long diet. I would recommend you to take this diet really seriously. And then I know people who didn't do particularly well the diet they didn't really care and they were not having a nice time <laughs> i'm not saying that you will have to have a nice time there's many people who are experiencing a lot of suffering during their ceremonies there are many people who've experienced death and not real one thank god but ego death um there's nightmarish dreams that can come and i would say that it's more regular to those people who don't take the uh, the diet seriously i heard this more for those but it cannot be guaranteed for sure there's so many uh so many aspects but uh, i would say that the 21 day uh, diet is great for you to get ready a little bit on what to come and mentally prepare on, on you're doing something for your healing journey and not just you know getting a vegan getaway or uh, doing recreational drugs during this diet you have a lot of things that you cannot eat including sugar and spicy stuff and meat uh, mainly veggies mainly just cook red, cooked steamed veggies so like a really light diet they're going to send you uh, the detailed description of what you need to do. Another thing that you need to restrain yourself from any sexual activities, including kissing. And also you cannot have an orgasm uh, during this 21 day. Maybe it's only two weeks. I'm not even, maybe it's only two weeks, but you will figure this out. 
so you will get to the point of like a really beautiful clean state uh, hopefully where they say that the medicine will be able to go around your body and and check uh <laughs> without any extra cleanse. <laughs> Another thing during the preparation is that it's uh, suggested to come with a, an intention. So that's pretty much everybody does that. Everybody comes with one sort of intention. I recommend you not to have the intention to, to I'm curious and I want to try it out. That is not, a, not an intention. Also another intention to just like, I want to see where are my boundaries because you will see where are your boundaries and that is definitely not a, not a good thing. Uh, so I, yeah, I heard somebody saying that I would like to experiment where are my boundaries and she was pushed really hard um, because I think those things are coming from the ego and, and that's not necessarily something that uh, you would like to work on this way <laughs> so the other thing um my intent like i'm not going to tell you what was my intention but it was really specific and i got really specific answers and it was beautiful uh, how how it went so about the ceremony there are different ways about how the ceremony can uh, go and how many days it is the one i took was one night only we slept there we went home the next day in the beginning we had a little bit of chatting about two hours of explanation what's to come also how to handle different situations there was a lot of questions that we went through i really enjoyed this part it really calmed me down the first time the second time i kind of slept through but the first time was really useful and then we start drinking how it goes is that everybody goes and have a little chat with the shaman we drink it and and then you sit down and you sit and you wait I was towards the end of the line, so we were sitting in a circle and I was really on, like, I, I was getting it towards the last, last 10 people. We were, I think, we were like between 25 and 30 people in, uh, in one uh, ceremony. And I was on the second half or the second quarter, let's, let's just like, sorry, fourth quarter. So I started to hear people already getting into it, meaning that they started to throw up. So throwing up is one thing that is happening. It's usually not a, a bad thing when that happens. It, this is hard to explain. There's a lot of throwing up for many people. Many people try, but they can't. So it's kind of a cleanse. I'll tell you a little bit later on that one. We just wanted to get into like what happened uh, meanwhile I was sitting there in the dark. So many times when people do drugs, uh, they just sit and then they, you know, just talk and then it somehow kicks in if you smoked before or if you were drinking before you know you're just like having a nice chat and then oh look at that my mood has elevated a little bit or you just figuring out me by you're already on 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 it now it's a really interesting experience when you need to sit with your eyes closed meditating and finding uh finding out when it when it's coming when, when there is a movie it feels like it's a movie you know when you sit in front of the movie you're eating your popcorn and you're sitting in front of the the, the blank canvas and you just wait till it starts so i was just sitting and and i just saw first these these colors just like popping up and then they just like there there started to be a little bit more colors creeping in and suddenly there was this kind of Tinkerbell light just arriving and they keep saying that ayahuasca they refer to it as uh, abuela they refer to it as a grandmother and the funny thing is that for me it was it had no age it, it if I would say that there is an age it was more like Tinkerbell like really this tiny light that was really giggly really joyful really happy and it is, it is a show. The whole thing is a show. It feels like it's a show. She, she just arrived. She was giggling the whole time. And she was like, oh my God, I can't, I couldn't wait for you to come here. You were waiting a lot. We were waiting a long time for you. I was waiting for you a long time. So happy that you're finally here. 
so so happy uh come on let's go come on let's go and just like kind of having this vibe of waving as well like let's go let's go let's go deeper let's go deeper for some reason i couldn't go deeper and it was just really surface level and i'm like damn it i need to pee <laughs> and they told me like hey don't don't necessarily stand up as soon as it starts don't stand up you're going to get out of the whole uh, experience just stay where you are and I, uh, uh, I was like, I can't, I, I need to go to the, to the loo because she's here and I cannot go deeper. So I went to the, I went to the loo, I peed, I went I, and I came back and I sit down. And as soon as I sat down, it was like, the full on dimension change. It was colors and stories and insane details in my imagination on what happened. I could go back to my childhood in like a second. I was at age five. I saw details that I only remembered remembered when I was when I was four or five years old. I I had conversations as a child with my mother. It was incredible. And then it and then suddenly changes and then this Tinkerbell comes and says, let's go, let's let's find something else for you. So it really was like just going around and then just as this documentary said in the beginning, just like for me, it was not an animal, for me, it was Tinkerbell. Going around, all right, so this was your past, okay, let's go here, let's go here. Oh, and then at one point, I saw this beautiful machine and this machine was like more like a, a, a steampunk machine that was just working perfectly. And it had all these little clocks-like shapes and 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 all these parts that were just working so beautifully together. And I could just see like something happens and on this side that triggers another movement for another side. So I just would witnessed in awe this beautiful, beautiful machine. And then I realized that it's made of something living that it means it's made from from something that lives it's breathing and then i zoomed out and then i realized oh my god this is my body and i'm witnessing my body so you have to know that uh, up until this point i had a really bad relationship with my body which comes and goes i i i'm going to be honest with you i think uh at that time when i was in this uh, ceremony i had a really horrible relationship with my body and then i realized oh my goodness what did i do why was i so rude to this amazing machine it 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 gives me so much it takes me to different places it it sings it gives a podcast it didn't then but now it does it 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 listens to music it can dance it has this amazing joy sometimes it can have orgasms it it tastes food and and also swallows a lot of my emotions just for me so that i can move on and i felt uh, why was i so so goddamn rude to my body this is it, it's been serving me for all these years and i was nothing but but evil and the, the the shit that i was feeding to this machine was really bad and also the 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 thoughts that i had that i have this amazing machine with me to my last breath and i'm not even and I'm saying super bad things in my head about my body. Maybe sometimes out loud as well. I, I just remember this picture that was taken like a week before of me singing karaoke. And actually, I did a good job singing, frankly. <laughs> I used to be a singer, blah, blah, blah. So I did a good job singing. But I remember this friend of mine sent me over the whole thing. And all I could see is like how like my belly is sticking out or my butt is too big or something like this. Meanwhile, this body is singing and, and expresses emotions right now. Like this was, this was crazy. And, and above that all, it's just automatically breathe. Like it has breath without me thinking and it it it, ha it pumps air it just works automatically without me having to think about it and it's healthy 
so I had this insane gratitude, something that I've never actually experienced. You know, people keep saying like, love your body, love your body, blah, blah, blah. And I never knew how to. And then at that very moment, I'm like, I'm never going to be the same person with you again. I promise you were serving me up until now, but now it's time for me to serve you. And this is something that I took away from the first, my first ceremony that I became extremely healthy after for a long time. I'm not saying that I kept it for eternity, but I would say for an, for a half a year, I think I, I did a really good job on taking care of my body and still I never actually talk bad in my head. Or if I do, I catch myself. And I say, this is not something my, that my body deserves. So I found this respect and I think I would take this respect for a really long time with me. And actually, this was one of the answers that I was going for to, to my intention, to my question that I brought there. The answer was to love yourself. To the first, but now it was to love your body. But I understood that the bigger answer for my question was to, to love yourself better. And then I said, uh, we had this little chat with this Tinkerbell, which is Ayahuasca, by the way, uh, during the entire time. And she told me, all right, you can please come back uh, for the next session. <laughs> I'll see you here in two weeks. So she had like quite a, a recommendation on when to come next. So as soon as I came out from that experience, I'm like, all right, can I sign up for the next session? That was in, in two weeks. So I went, this is how I went twice. But there was this other thing, and then you if you haven't listened to my previous session about uh, is it time for changing the therapist, there was this one story that I saw something that I was ashamed of. And I really enjoyed the, uh, the solution that uh, Ayahuasca gave me, which, which was that, okay, we're not going to deal with this now, we don't have time. It was pretty much like this. But like, we don't have time right now you go and talk to this about your therapist. And when I told about that shameful thing to my therapist, the, sh the shame was gone. And I realized, wow, the way you get out of shame is that you actually start talking about this. It's like as soon as you spread light on it, it just dissolves. It's like vampires, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the, the line in social media. Uh, <laughs> shame is like vampires. All right, sorry about that. Another thing uh, that I wanted to address here and then I, what I found really interesting is that uh, some people are afraid to do this whole experience in a group setting. So they go on a solo, solo ride. And um, I was a little bit afraid, of course, because there's like a lot of people puking around you, let's be honest. And I was afraid, like, is it going to smell or, you know, what's going to happen? And what if I start to puke because other people are throwing up and all these things that I think many people have. Or what if they allowed? Well, I was a little bit uh, unlucky on the first round because somebody was super loud next to me. She was going through something, she was working through something, she was crying super loud. So I kind of couldn't get as deep as I wanted. That, that's why actually uh, Ayahuasca told me to go back another round and another thing was coming up as well. So that was interesting. But another thing that was super interesting, I listened to a few podcasts before going, going there. And then one, one, of the, one of the shows, somebody said like, he's been there for so many times. And at one point he went to the ceremony and he didn't feel that he has to deal with anything at that particular moment. So he said, all right, so I can just purge for other people. So just give me, if you cannot purge, then, then just give it to me and I will be able to purge it out for you. I, which I remember during my session and I started to suffer a little bit. I tried to throw up and, and I couldn't. And at, at one point, after a lot of time trying, I'm like, oh, I wish somebody asked purge for me now. And in that very moment, somebody started to puke right next to me. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, mm, thank you so much. So I actually talked to him about this the next day and I was like, well, I kind of passed it on to you. And then she was like, yeah, that was coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And uh, thank you so much. 
So it, there were things like this that were happening and that I think was really interesting. At another time there was somebody also really suffering with purging and at one point when she managed to finally, uh, finally throw up, I don't know if it was actually happening or like it's a little bit difficult to say but it felt like the whole crowd was just going like oh finally and it it was it felt like everybody relieved that she could because we all felt her suffering and when she finally managed to purge we all were like oh finally finally <laughs> we were all really relieved that she was uh, she that that was out and one interesting one extra interesting fact <laughs> And it really, this is a kind of on the funny, funny side that uh, once when I was purging, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if you uh, played video games in the 90s, if you were alive in the 90s, I played video games, but there was this um, game called Worms. And um, when I was puking once, because I only managed to puke once, when I was puking once, I felt like I had v worms coming out of my mouth to the bucket and I even saw one sitting on the on like the rim of the bucket looking at me waving like and then just jumping into my bucket. <laughs> it was so uh, funny uh, that it was just like taking the edge away of me, me purging and also the, the thought that provoked the whole purge. So what happens is that it usually for me just I thought I think of something that I finally realized and there's for in this particular situation I had something really huge anger coming up in me and then I started to throw up and when I was throwing up there were these worms coming up and that was scary so then th this worm just popped up and then waved at me and said Wee-hee! and it all made it better it was really a, a calming <laughs> experience <laughs> and uh, yay for a hallucination sometimes being super funny so as I told you I went back for a second round two weeks later which was already so much nicer because I, I could, you know, I knew what I was uh, going and I kept saying during the entire time, both times, I'm here to see whatever I need to see to go on this problem that I have in my life and to find solution for this particular problem that I have in my life. And I'm happy to see everything that you think I need to see, but I'm, I'm, okay with give me the biggest traumas i'm okay with it like i'm ready uh, kick my ass if i need to be if that's what i need show me a nightmare if that's what i need i'm ready for everything and it in it's instead i get this beautiful love and just just love and peace and and compassion and it turns out that's what i needed so the second round, I already get like a bigger dose because they knew that uh, I can handle it and I'm not uh, bipolar, finally, it turns out. So nothing has happened after. It was actually really happy and everything was really smooth. So they finally gave me the adult <laughs> dose. Um, so uh, the next journey was a little bit more interesting than the previous one. What happened was that I... Uh, Immediately when I get into the whole whole experience, I started to see this hotel. I kind of I was like running through rooms, and none of the rooms made any sense. And it was just like a pink elephant in one of them, and then Mickey Mouse on the other one, and it was just like a massive amount of bullshit. Like nothing made sense. And I was completely puzzled, like, what is going on? What, why do you keep showing me this? Like, what's the meaning behind this? Because I already had experience and everything was so clear and I always found these amazing meanings after the whole thing. And then I had the clear communication with this Tinkerbell kind of creature. And now all I could hear was, who are you? And it was coming from the rooms and it was coming from outside the rooms and it was coming from like a, a, like a speaker. 
And it just, I'm like, what the, f what do you mean? Like, what's happening? So this whole thing is like my eyes closed and this is how I'm seeing the whole thing. And I'm just running around and it's, I don't know how long. I'm just like running, 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 running. Nothing makes sense for a long time. And at one point, this like even changes, like it, it asked me in Hungarian and then it asked me in Spanish and it asked me in French and any, any languages that I don't even speak. Uh, it just goes, who are you? Who are you? And at one point, I just realized that it's not that I don't know what to answer, but then I, I start to lose my identity. I start to lose first, I lost, I'm like, hey, wait a second, I don't actually know if I'm a girl or a boy. And now, wait, oh wait, I don't know what. I don't, I don't remember anything from my past. I Wait, where are my dreams and what's happening tomorrow? And then I lost my nationality. I lost my sexuality. I lost my languages. I lost all the words I couldn't speak. In my mind, I tried to speak and I had no words. And then I realized that I, I went to my core without anything attached to it. I was just me without anything prior experience, without anything that I experienced prior. I didn't have my past, my future. I didn't have, I didn't have my friends and my relationships. It was just me. And when I, when I was they're just me. I can tell that it was only a sound. It was actually an ohm sound. So it was just this sound and there were no feelings. There was nothing, but it was, I would say that it's peaceful, but that would be a feeling, but it, it was the closest thing that I can say. It was, it was just this crazy uh, being. And then my mind came back. So the reason why I could translate this whole thing was that what happened that I lost my mind. I, I lost the capacity to translate what happens around me. And this was with the rooms and this was with like everything around it because I not only lost the identity, but I so I lost the whole, whole mind that can translate the word to me. That's what happened. And then I realized how wonderful our mind is that it's here for us. This is our part that can translate the word to us. It's, it's like a receptor. You can see the word around you, but if your mind cannot translate, what does that mean to you? Then it doesn't make any sense. And your mind is not you. Your mind is what connects you with the word that you see around you. And then I understood it because I, I had the mind. And then I had my ego coming. And the ego was like, oh my God, I'm having such a beautiful thoughts now. Like, but actually, if this person wouldn't be so loud puking next to me, like blah, 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 and all these critics and everything. So I could see ayahuasca showing up and then just as a piece of paper, just make make a small ball out of my ego and throw it away and every time my ego tried to come closer i was could just show it up and then throw it away it's showing me like no you don't need ego here like you just need your you and your mind so ever since this happened i'm able to differentiate four things and maybe you can resonate with this, but I, I, tell, I told these stories to many people and then they don't uh, really understand. I hope some of you will, and it's completely okay if you don't. But for me, four different things are existing that I used to call me. There is me, that sound, <laughs> that has no identity, that has no gender, that has no nothing. There's that, and there is my mind, and there's my ego, and there's my body. This is the four things that I have, uh, but it's not me. <laughs> so ever since I'm a little bit out, I just, I can go back to the, to the core and I can just go back to that sound. And then it makes it, every, nothing 
nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters because that is something that cannot be that cannot be hurt. That it's in a extremely safe place. That's another thing that can that was close to it. That it was safe. It was. I felt like if I would have feelings, I, peace and safety would have been the two things that I felt. And um, I can go back to that now. So that was really, really, really a beautiful, beautiful things that I experienced. And last but not the least, there was one thing that happened on that that particular journey. I mean, there was other things, but I'm already speaking for a long time. But you know what? I'm going to keep talking and then you can come back and listen to this later. So another thing that happened that I really enjoyed or, or was just uh, an out of word experience was that um, I was actually, meanwhile, I was making uh, friends with my mind because that was my new new thing i just like I, i i was really grateful and the same thing what happened in my body in the first ceremony like how the gratitude that i felt towards my body i felt the same gratitude towards my mind that it went through all this struggle to learn and to to try to make sense for me my past and to try to envision my future and how beautifully it envisions my future for me and how it can connect the dots in a way that it would make sense for me and i could always say in every situation i can go always go like huh that's worth it you know that i had to do this because if i haven't done it then it, it was meant you know this these meant to be moments are coming because you connect the dots and you're grateful for where you are so That is your mind, I think, that does that. When you say that if I wouldn't have met this person, then I wouldn't have go to that job. And if I wouldn't get, get the job, then I wouldn't have meet the love of my life. Then you're connecting the dots. That's your mind connecting the dots for you. I mean, some people say it's destiny and karma. I am a huge fan of minds. So <laughs> I think it's your mind uh, justifying everything that happens around you, which always calmed me down. That I because I'm I hope I'm always going to have my mind and if I don't have my mind I have this core thing that I just realized that I have. Oof, yeah. Um, so meanwhile I was just hanging out in my mind. <laughs> There was this little tent that I I found walking around somewhere. Just you know, it feels like a dream the whole thing. By the way, so don't see. Um, sometimes you don't see many um, many things. And you see a lot of things, but you don't see correlation between the two things. But okay, whatever. <laughs> I found, me by walking around, I found this little tent, this tiny kind of teepee type pen tent. And it was beautiful. And there was a little throne in it. And I knew that this is my throne. If I managed to be the goddess I am, I think it was a goddess. I'm not sure. I think it was a goddess, but... And I, I, there was this throne and I tried to sit in it. I was like, I don't know how to sit in it. It really doesn't feel like I, I should sit in it. I don't know. And there was this soul or this person, this thing approaching me. And it, it just got closer and closer. And I'm like, oh, maybe this goddess will be able to tell me how to sit on this throne. And I started to approach this, this, this person. And then I realized that it was my grandmother who died about 20 years ago. <laughs> and she just, she goes like, Borika, which is my nickname for, that she used for me. And I was like, mama. <laughs> and we, we hugged and hugged and hugged. And the, the, so one thing you have to understand, it's not like I actually saw her, but she, so she, she didn't have her old lady body, but it was more like, a shape or just more like a feeling it's a it's a really hard thing to express as, as we hugged i had this bunch of memories with her a lot of gratitude that um i never told her and then we spent a lot of time together when i was a child and it was it was a beautiful beautiful experience to to meet her again and it really felt real i cannot tell you how but it really felt really real and Then she holds me and she's like, listen, listen to me. You have to tell your mom, which is her daughter. You have to tell your mom that when she speaks to me at night, 
I can hear her. I hear her. Please tell her that because she's giving up and she's afraid. And I need her to know that I can hear and that she shouldn't stop. She shouldn't stop talking and then she shouldn't be afraid. I didn't really know whether my mom is talking to my grandmother at night or not. But she made me promise about like 100 million times <laughs> she wouldn't let me go until I was like, I told you a million times I'm going to tell her. So it really felt like a real promise. It was really a real promise that I need to follow up on the next day. So I messaged my mom like, <clears throat> so I've been to this ayahuasca ceremony yesterday. And um, guess what? <laughs> I met grandma. <laughs> and uh, she says hi. And she has this message for you. And my mom was in tears and it turns out that she does, she did indeed uh, in the past talk to her. And she was just really grateful that I, I brought the message. So now she's not uh, judging me doing ayahuasca anymore, <laughs> as you can imagine. So this experience was also super interesting. And one other thing that was really uh, fun. There were two other things actually that I, I usually tell. That, uh, but uh, I told the, the main crazy things. Now, and I, I we have to say that the meeting with my grandma, even though it was not a helpful situation for me, for my particular journey that I went there to heal, it was really useful for me because right now I see afterlife in a completely different way. And maybe now that you listen to maybe this is something for you that is going to calm you down a little bit if you have some fears. Uh, I really feel that that some of you are listening to this in a way that like, whoa, okay, I needed to hear this. Uh, so then just know that you actually are, that you needed to hear this for a reason. Yeah. This was an interesting uh, part. So uh, another thing that I wanted to uh, tell was an, an, a really cool experience. I told you that in the first ceremony, and I know that I'm, we're going a little bit back and forth, but it's okay, it's just one thing. So I told you that in the first ceremony, there was somebody super loud next to me and I, I couldn't really concentrate on my journey. I tried to meditate, meanwhile she was super loud. So I tried to focus on my breath and I tried to focus on the sounds. And this was during this period when there were no musicians, I mean, there was musicians, but there was like, uh, in between songs, AKA we had the nature, we had nature speaking for us. And I could identify all these different sounds. Like there was like birds and there was another type of animal and somebody, so even somebody moving or somebody even puking. So there were all these sounds and suddenly these sounds started to have a shape and they started to sit with me in a table. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this in the podcast, well, whatever. So we sat down, me and the sounds at the table. <laughs> and they said, like, listen, you can go a little bit deeper. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you can come back. This is like base camp. And you can come back here every time you need, you're afraid, you get scared. This was about the time when I was struggling to see something in my past that uh, it seems that my mind was blocking. So every time I try to go deeper, I get scared apparently. And I couldn't go deeper and I couldn't see this trauma that I was trying to investigate. So I, it really felt like every time I, I get scared, I just went back uh, to this table with the sounds. And they were like, anytime you can come back to here. This is safe. This is safe. You can come back here every time. So if you think about this, this is mindfulness in another level. It, like not in another level. This, this is like <laughs> virtual reality mindfulness. <laughs> because what it told me was that I can just get back to the present moment. Every time I'm scared, I just need to listen to the sounds and just be hanging out with the sounds at the table a little bit or just be present. So they kept saying that base camp is this present moment. You can come back to the present moment anytime because in the present moment, there's nothing to be afraid of. And you can try this next time you have anxiety that as soon as you have anxiety, 
if you manage to get to the present moment, maybe by the help of listening to the sounds around you, then you're going to calm down and it's going to be gone. It's, it's going to come back in a second or two, but as soon as you, as long as you're practicing the mindfulness part, it's going to be fine. So this was another thing that, uh, that, that I took away from these two rounds. So after the second uh, ceremony, uh, this little Tinkerbell thingy came to me and told me, it was really nice that you were hanging out here. He said, she said goodbye. And she was like, all right, now you're good. Uh, come back a year, in a year. Well, this was last year. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have the possibility where I felt I would feel safe and I would probably do it in South America where I'm going with the Nomad Cruise, by the way. But I'll uh, see, because I don't know if I will be able to do the diet or not. And so probably not. But um, yeah, we'll definitely go back for more. And there's safe places out there. What is important, I already told you, that you need to have some sort of, some sort of intention before you go. This is not recreational. And this is not something that you would do just out of curiosity. So if you would like to have something fixed, for me, what was fixed is self-love. I managed to find the answer <laughs> for that question that I had. And it was, it was that I need to love myself better. That was the only answer that I was looking for. And it didn't only give me the like the empty answer of just love yourself but it actually showed me how to do it and i'm not sure how other things can do that i'm really not sure if not experiences what else can show you how to love yourself and how to have compassion to yourself and then the other thing i love myself in a way that it's not egoistic or it's not like I think that I'm better than anyone you know uh, it's it, it not be, it, it's not a competition it's not a love competition of like uh, are you better than anyone I see my flaws I'm working on my flaws constantly but in a kinder way uh, in a way that I know that the way I am right now is perfectly fine and definitely good enough and from here on, everything just joyful and everything, every aspect that I'm working on is just because I have a lot of decades here on earth. So I might as well just create something fun out of this. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it was helpful for you. And I was just not uh, giving you stories about my uh, crazy uh, ayahuasca dreams. Uh, please be respectful for this culture and respectful for this medicine. Don't do it with somebody you don't trust. Don't do it with somebody who doesn't know that it's a, it's, it's a tradition that has to be respected. And yeah, have fun. Bye. You are listening to the In Search of Something Different podcast, where we talk about new ways and ideas on how we live, work and connect. If you like this episode, don't forget to give us a five-star rating as it helps in this world. And also, you can say hi on Instagram. You can find the show under In Search of Something Dash Different. I'll come back to you soon with the next episode, but until then, don't forget to stay curious. <laughs>